That's an old picture if you don't realize. Mm. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bill Burns. Time for the Thursday afternoon. Just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, I thought I'd wear a nice blue shirt to bring up my eyes, but with my pasty complexion and the lighting in here, I'm just looking a little overcast. And um, even I'm just checking in on you. I have a special guest and speaking. Oh, there they brought it down a little bit, a little warmer light for me. Speaking of uh, lack of pigment, uh, my guest today is uh, one of my favorite comedians, one of the funniest guys out there for the longest time, uh, sells a zillion tickets from Indiana. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, with a new special called Dark Pale, available yes. now on Amazon, 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 <laughs> the one and only Jim Gaffigan. Thank you, buddy. Thanks I feel like we should me. shake hands. Yeah, How are you, sir? I'm good, good to see you. I'm good. I like that. I Thanks. wish I had glasses. So no, I, I mean, I, I wish I didn't have glasses. I need glasses. I need trifocals. You don't have glasses? I have the far ones yeah. for when I watch hockey and I sit on my couch and I want to be able to see fully what's... I can still see the puck, by the way, all these fucking assholes. Even with my eyes messed up, I still know right. where it is. Yeah. How about guessing maybe the guy everybody's paying attention to, maybe he has it, is usually right. a good th place to well, look. I don't like how there's always smudge, you know, like I don't know what if it's like eyebrow dandruff. Mm -hmm. But after a couple hours, it's just covered in goo, my glasses. Oh. Well, I would say that's how you live in your life. Right? What it is? No. You know what it is? Is you never left the clubs. Even though you play in all the big places, you still go to the gym. And you still work out. I always see you work. Whenever I come, you know, out oh, here yeah, or New definitely. York, you're always working out. You're in those dirty, filthy clubs. I love and it, And it though, just right? gets on you. Right? It's like, but what if you didn't do stand-up? Right, if you didn't have that outlet, I I don't know what, I, I I don't think it would be good. Like I think mentally, I need it to get that endorphin, not just necessarily the laughter, but like the fulfillment of a new line, a mm -hmm. new joke. That's that keeps the endorphins going, right. right? But I think there's something about you guys who grew up out in the Midwest. There's something about, you know just in the winter time. I always bring this up when the crops are cut down yeah. and that overcast gray sky meets yes. that dead earth. Yes. It just does something to you guys. You guys all kind of have that serial killer vibe. Like you could oh, go, definitely. you could go, yeah. You, you know, come on, pot, kettle, kettle. You, what, you're saying you don't come across like a serial killer? No. I, I, come, I come off like a hothead who's going to get killed in a bar fight. I'm going to hit my head off a curb. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't have that rusty farming tools in the background right. vibe that, have, that you midwest people have like i would have sling blade like that shit i would have i would murder people in an interesting way it wouldn't be it would be kind of it would you like if you discovered oh jim gaffigan's been killing people it would there would be an interesting thing like oh my god he chokes them and then he jerks off on them or something like well that's serial the serial killers are the right. artists they of, are of, of murderers. They're the they're they're kind of the stand-up comedians of <laughs> criminals, right? The serial killers, they are the stand-up comedians. They're they're kind of they're unrecognized. They kind of they, they work, work their way up. They work alone, <laughs> right? They serial right. killers rather. I mean, outside of the Nazis, they they don't really work in groups. They're usually right. solo. They. They often, you know, like if they're, you know, Ted Bundy, he traveled. He would mm -hmm. go on tour. He the would, best ones, you don't really know their names. Right. The hacks. Right. 
usually, you know, like they're always trying to like tease the police so they get their name right. out there. Like, you know, who was a hack was that BTK killer. Right. Because he named himself and then he was trying to get all this attention. Well, he also retired and then he came back and then he got busted. Right? That was his so ego. That was him kind of like he, you know, like stand up, you have to consistently do it. Like when people take like 20 years off and then they come back and do a special, it's always a disaster. It's like when Jordan went to the Wizards. Right. So he came back. And he was BTN, but he wasn't KN. Right. Well, he, you know, it him. is, you know, the serial killer thing is why do we, people love, by the way, women seem to love murderers. Like my they wife. I find them fascinating. Right? Like they're all against like rude behavior, but like my wife can't get enough of that Dateline show. Right? Yeah. My wife watches that. The amount of times I've gone to sleep. Where I just hear that it was a quiet town. Right. Things like this weren't supposed to happen. Right. They were in love until, it, or, or so it appeared. Or so it appeared. Yeah. No. That why is that? What's you know? Our My wife why? claims that she watches it because she thinks, "What would I do in that situation?" And like, you know, what I mean, I, I mean, I guess I w I for a while was watching those behind the scenes prison things trying right. to come up with a plan of what I would do before I finally came to the obvious answer, which was I would get raped repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think we... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't I mean, think well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can't go from fucking now, is that funny what you think would happen or is that what you would want to happen? I mean, you it's make a combination it of both. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, but what if you, it's, I, I call it being a realist. Like every guy thinks that like, I have like, I, I, I spent one night yeah. in jail, never in prison. Yeah. I got arrested yeah. for drinking and driving. And I had to sell to myself. I didn't have to fight anybody off. Yeah. So yeah. like, you can't go. That's what always fascinates me with these fucking idiots who kill their spouse. It's like, yeah. you barely even cheated on your taxes. And now you're going to try to get away with the most difficult thing to get away with right. where you're, you're, you're going to be one of the first suspects right. who right. look to profit. Right. Right. Do you have life insurance, by the way? Because the second yeah, you get yeah, life yeah. insurance, you've 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 oh yeah you've put up a, a fucking oh, yeah. a green light on your forehead. But what if you got to prison? I mean, I feel like I, if I went to prison, like I'm not gonna go. But if I got to prison, I feel like I wouldn't get raped. They'd be like, uh, you know what? We don't nothing personal. You would because you look like a child molester. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't rape me, and then I'd be all insecure, and then. I'd be like, oh, nobody wants to rape me. That it would be like, but like, w there would be like, there w there's probably some people that are like, oh, well, at least I'll get raped in prison. And then they don't get raped. Because you know how like in high school, I would when just you get look a at shank. a yearbook. I, I would make a shank and then I would just stab myself. You, but like in high school, when you look back at your yearbook and you'll look at girls and you'd be like, they were kind of cute. But like. That probably happens in prison. Like there are probably people in prison where you think, "Oh, that guy would get raped," but he doesn't get raped because, like, in the social thing, people are like, "Oh, they're annoying." Or is this making any sense? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I I watched enough of those that yeah. I I realized that I still don't. Yeah, I don't. I just remember seeing that. I just saw a couple of guys where they they are just so far removed, like their mindset. It's just like the game that they're playing. Like the this guy, straight. well, this guy was just talking about something that he did to his cellmate and he, he was, he was talking like it wasn't even him who did it going, eh, yeah, we don't know. And it's like, I was just like, this guy is fucking yeah. crazy. You no, know what I, I mean? Re I remember when I would Guys, watch. Guys, you get a divorce. Yeah. 
and you lose all your money. But like the uh, like, I remember watching Oz because Oz. I couldn't had, watch Oz. Oz had a lot of storylines where I'm like, what are we supposed to root for that guy? You know, like they were all kind of. I I couldn't watch that show. It was very weird because it was in the same kind of era as. Uh, as Sex in the City, so I'm like, is this was Sex in the City for the women? Is Oz for the guys? <laughs> so weird. No, I, I I I never understood that show. It's just like I don't want to I don't want to see that. I don't want to watch people doing that to each other. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> that's just you, too weird. Yeah, right. That's just like I don't. Know. That was ahead of its time. That was very ahead of its. There time. had to be something else. I feel like our Sex in the City is. Uh, is when they do, you know, uh, like behind the lines or whatever, or some sports yeah. team or something oh, right, like that. Right, they yeah. go into the locker That's room. That's like, yeah, our Real Housewives. Yeah, right? and you see the coaches kind of giving like, speeches and shit. Like, I feel like that's... We got to let you go. And then, uh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, like, that's you, sir. the drama. No, that was tough. That was I tough. love that kid. I mean, you know, he gave 100% yeah. hard. You know, anyway. you keep your head up. Anyway, no... Let's go to the buffet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just so weird. No, or I would say, like, uh, fast and loud, like car shows where they're making cars. I find those... Like, I like, you know, watching people that know how to, like, build shit. Yeah. Um, I'm into that type of shit. I guess that that would be, like, our sex in the city. There has I'm to just, be something else. I'm just so relieved that I, uh, I love gardening. I don't want to try and sound all manly. That's another, that's another red flag. Of what? Of a serial a, killer? Yeah. No, gardening. I thought that it was, I think that would indicate that I'm 90. But like, or it would also indicate that you know, if you're digging a hole in your backyard, no one's going. Oh, he's just gardening. It's, this area is very fertile. Is your yeah. wife still on that trip? Oh, she, <laughs> <laughs> she's been gone for a while now. But um, she's no, taking care of her mother. I I love gardening. I think you should try gardening. But like that is. I don't know how I got on this topic, but I love like. Well, we went to prison rape. Prison rape to uh, locker rooms to gardening. To gardening. It's pretty logical. But it is, you should check it out. It's very isolating. You do it by uh, for yourself. There's surprises at the end, kind of like. Ooh, look, a you, rattlesnake. No, it's like <laughs> you grow, you plant a, one potato, and then like three months later you come back and there's like 20 potatoes, or there's that none. Has, that has to be exciting, though. When it is. When there's 20 potatoes, that has to be fucking amazing. It is exciting. And then you want everyone in your family to say, this is the best goddamn no, no, potato i No, no, I, I torture my kids. I'm like, I, at dinner, I'll be like, you know, I'd probably get the best garden anywhere. And they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, dad. You know, the salad. I grew this lettuce. And they're, I'm, you know, it's, but like, if I'm going to be, oh, here's what I said it, is that I'm glad I'm into gardening because when I scr doom scroll, on my Instagram, I'm just looking at gardening videos. And it's like, oh, here's a, uh, a a hack on how to grow celery. It's like I'm not I'm not like you. I'm not looking at porn. I'm a good man. All right, guilty as charged. Right now, I I what I look at now is the amount of time that I spent on the phone. I I, I don't I try to stay the fuck away from that thing. I delete apps. Do you delete apps? No. Because I always think there has to be a reason I downloaded that thing. I just don't remember what it is, so I just leave it alone. I've actually started reading again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious. That is fun, right? It's not like deep reading. What are you reading? Right now I'm, I'm finishing this book uh, called Billionaire Boogeyman that a friend of mine, a comedian, Todd Parker, wrote. 
And I'm actually reading it going like, this could actually be a really good fucking movie. Really? And yeah. what's the promise of it? Uh, just like Illuminati level rich people that know all the secrets of the world and they're kidnapping prostitutes and they may or may not own a Bigfoot that eats the, the prostitutes while the rich people watch. <laughs> Th that is... I didn't write it. It's a good summertime well, you know what I You know what I love about it is that... You know, comedians, you have to have a certain suspicion. You have to have curiosity, a suspicion, and then there paranoia, is paranoia. And then, and then all the way over is there is the conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. Like, you definitely, like, I'm more curiosity. You're kind of like, you're not full conspiracy, but you're definitely... You're like, you would never do 23andMe. You would, you're highly, you're pretty suspicious. Uh, uh, you, how, how many conspiracy, like, do you believe they landed on the moon? Uh, I, I don't know what happened. Do you believe that uh, every, because this is a common thing. Do you believe that every rich person has gained that success? No. By taking no. advantage no. of poor Stupid. people? No. Because that, that's a big thing. Yeah, um, that's why the lack of empathy for people in that submersible. You know fuck those fucking people, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, but by the way, do you think, what are your views of billionaires? Like, do you think that... I just think it depends on how you got it. If you did it in an underhanded way, even if you're a millionaire, I don't respect yeah. you. But if you're a billionaire, if you're like fucking Tyler Perry, he's a billionaire. I'm not mad at him because he fucking figured out... Medea. Is it Medea? Medea. 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 And how to like get himself on the other side of the desk to eliminate yeah. people putting hands in his pockets. Like as as an artist looking at that guy, I yeah. look at him like, wow, how did you do that? Right. So I don't I don't look at people like. I mean, if you, uh, yeah, I don't I don't I, yeah. But the thing, yeah, but no, there's a stereotype. There's wrong. a stereotype of uh conspiracy theorists they always go to the moon thing do you think it's made out of cheese do you think we think that was a sound stage no i i don't i don't think well there is something uh, you know like i kind of i did think the nba was fixed and i was oh, you did and i was right you, th you think there's a script and all that like that nfl script thing like yeah, that was a big thing on twitter like well i do think that the fact that they all call themselves entertainment leagues because then if somebody actually does fix a game that they can't for some reason the government gets involved i don't know why you can turn our fucking food supply into poison that's fine they don't get involved but if if you take steroids and hit too many home runs all of a sudden you know or or, or fucking lance armstrong the department of justice gets involved in a fucking about a bike race yeah. in in france i think it's just all a bunch of oh look at this over here Ooh, who is this guy and then meanwhile you can do all of this fucking horrific shit as a corporation, and as long as you help funding their campaigns, they do look the other way. I don't think that that's a conspiracy. And I also don't think it's, it's wild that all of these sports leagues are now in bed with gambling companies. I think that's a problem. I think that's a big. Problem. That was like the number. That's not, that, was, that was like the number one took, rule. That's Pete Rose. That's yeah. like Pete Rose was like. Ahead of his time. And he was, you know, they're like, no, no, Pete Rose is gone forever. And now there's a couple of players that have been betting that are like, well, a couple games. And Pete Rose. I just knew the guy in the Falcons did it. 
No, there was there was uh, there's someone on the Colts that that is going to miss some games. But yeah, it is weird. Like I yeah, because they can't punish them too bad because then they're telling fans that this is a bad thing to do. They, I mean, they basically made a deal with the devil. And I'm saying this as I advertise sports gambling on this podcast. Well, (laughs) yeah, no, it's and you know, it's like I I like Kevin Hart, but like he's you know like the there is something about those DraftKing things that. I don't. I don't have any problem with it. Do you blame Kevin Hart for sports personally, gambling? Personally, I blame him for uh, the the mobile wireless monopoly that exists, and and for five G giving people cancer. No, I don't blame him for anything. <laughs> He's just he like talk, he wants to be a billionaire. Like of of all our friends and, and comedian peers, like. Kevin wants to be a billionaire. I don't know how I got on, the, on that topic, but let me explain this. Here's here's where I'm worried about sports getting in bed with gambling. Some of it is they need advertisers, right? And they also they they like the taste of money. Like I don't know how much Cadell makes a year, but thirty million. And but how much does the league make? You know what I mean? It's like. What what should his cut be versus Ted Sarandos or that guy who, uh, you know, Zaslav made four hundred million? I don't know. It's like, but the thing that worries me about the sports betting. Who the fuck is Zaslav? He's the guy who he um, first chair Time Warner, the... uh, a Warner oh, yeah. Discovery. He's the one uh, that. But like you know, those guys—they—they they, any bad move they make, they blame on their shareholders. But then, for some reason, the shareholders aren't upset when they give themselves a hundred, two hundred million dollar bonus at the end of the year. I mean, that's also like Goodell. That's legalized being, stealing. He's being paid thirty million. I have to think the owners are like, "How much do we make? Oh, we made eight hundred million. I don't care. Give him thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I don't look. I, I don't. I don't know how this shit works, but I I, I yeah. do know that it's a business. Yeah, it's a business, and I feel like the way the NBA—I'm not gonna get—I've I've talked about this too many times. It's just, really? and and what just pissed me off was when they actually showed that a ref was th- was fixing games. They were able to frame. Ah, it was one guy. It was just one. Really, Lee wow. Harvey officiator. <laughs> wow. No, but yeah, like the game. If you actually thing. watch, there's a the documentary on the Donahue guy. Like, I actually think that while he was fixing games, and I think he was doing it with other referees, I mean, you can't just, as one official, start shaving points and the other guys on your coaching, officiating team aren't aware of what you're doing. So, at the very least, I think you should, you should have investigated those guys. I also think while simultaneously he was fixing games, literally, I feel like Stern and those guys were massaging certain organizations with the most stars slash the best ratings. I mean, they look at their fucking ratings. Well, so bigger markets. Bigger yeah. markets are going to get more viewers. Yeah, right? so they're going to get the calls. And they, so I don't think they literally said, this team is going to play this team, so this team wins. I think they just they they made sure that the, the highest rating getters had the best opportunity, the, the most grease slide to get there. And, um, you know... I mean, that I just what I just think. And what's funny is all Laker fans have is, what about the time when fucking what's-his-face wanted to come here and they blocked the trade? It's like, all right, one out of 700,000 fucking free agents that went your way, they didn't let you get? It was Chris Paul. They wouldn't let him come there. And they got all fucking up. And I don't know why that – I still don't know why they blocked that. 
because um, they, they allowed all of these other ones. So for the while, it, it wasn't like competition. I'm, I'm doing it again. I'm, 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 no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm my whole thing about the, the gambling thing is my 12-year-old is actually pretty good at basketball, and he... I say he's gambling. He's pretty good at it. Well, that's the thing. It's like he... You can't watch the NBA Finals without being kind of like, gamble, gamble, gamble. And so he's like, hey, can we gamble on the next game? I'm like, no. I mean, granted, it's the only addiction I don't have. But like, I'm like... Oh, you, you're one of those guys? That I, what, what, that I can don't... you not drink and shit? No, I drink. But like, I have a, a tendency to like addictive behavior. That's what I have. I'm not a full on, but I'm, I'm three quarters there. Well, you know, like my whole thing with... You like food's been a thing for you. Food is a big thing. Everything. So you look great right now. Like yeah. you've dropped like thirty pounds or something since no, last time I saw. No, some it. of it's I'm wearing a coat. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what? It is a red flag when a guy's wearing a coat in it's July. It's July. Uh, but the uh, but the uh, no, like here's my whole thing, and I was trying to explain this to my kids. I'm like. And by the way, this is, I, I did this play, and, and he won't care, Jason Patrick is this, uh, this friend of mine who's like, who enjoys drinking, he goes, he goes, you don't want to be in a position where you can't drink. Some people just are like, I'm done. I think you were like, I'm done. Yeah. But like, some people are like, they have to stop. And so, he's kind of like, he's somebody who's like loves to have a beer like when mm -hmm. we did that that broadway play we would go out every night and he'd be like the thing is is you have to temper it because you don't want to get to the point where you can't ever have it again and so that's because you know if you have an addictive thing the so thing it's is, like you gotta no gotta, no you're i mean you do half a shot no, no well, i know i'd say that's 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 i think that's the difference between someone who has a problem and doesn't and i i think like look i think that i could you know, uh, if I didn't have it at home, but I just know that it, it, it just would, it just kept always just kept getting to that point of me being like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cut back. I need to stop for a while. And I just, I got sick of doing that. Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm not drinking. I'm drinking. I'm not drinking. And then when I just quit the last time, I was just like, I just don't want to go through that first fucking two weeks of not drinking before I just don't give a fuck anymore. Right. Just trying to get through that. Like I'm doing right. that with like cigars for the umpteenth time. Yeah. Where all I need to do is just get 10 days in and then I never need to have another one. Right. So I'm six days in now and now it's just starting. It's like a relationship. They just, they fade away and you move on to somebody else. And I, I feel like. And you eventually don't even miss it. Like when I've been eating really healthy, uh, I mean, this is 20 years ago, but like I didn't eat Doritos and you wouldn't even want to eat a Dorito when you're eating healthy. All right, everybody. It's Helix, everybody. Helix? Helix? Who gives a shit? Can't do it that way. All right. It's Helix, everybody. Helix? Uh, it's Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses introducing uh, the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix. Yeah. There was, a, there was a mattress award show, and they won the coveted Lux Collection. Um, elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So, how will you know, know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Well, take advantage of the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress 
as soon as you can. Where the hell am I? Find your perfect mattress. I try to do eye contact in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than getting on it and starting fucking. No. Than getting on it and sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial. <laughs> and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try it out, man. However that, whatever that means to you. And your new Helix mattress, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. If you're stealing from the company, you'll sleep better. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Uh, Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Don't want to take my word for it. Uh, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by a multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burr. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Doritos is one of the bigger lies of the last century. Doritos? Doritos, the dishwasher. The Doritos and dishwasher, I've never DH seen that. Were the three biggest lies of the 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> dishwasher does not wash dishes. It gets them wet and it heats them up. If you don't fucking pre-wash the hard shit, well, you're gonna have a film. I on. learned that during the pandemic. Yeah. That uh, Just do the fucking work. Just no, fill up the no. sink. No, well, you know what? Scrub. You're not using the right dishwasher. Because, like, I didn't realize that, you know, like, I was, doing, I was them. cleaning up afterwards. It's spraying water at it. No, it's cleaning them. It's cleaning them. You're, you've got a bad dishwasher. No, you're an animal. You're, yeah, no. You're I'm not animal. saying you're you an leave, like, half spaghetti on a plate. But you do a quick oh, rinse. You don't you wash go. it completely. There you go. Yeah, if you do most of the job, it can finish it the rest of it. See, that's the comedian point of view. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not the comedian point of view. It's the consumer point of view. It's, it's fucking bullshit. And it's, it's for fucking lazy people that want to act, that don't want to do the fucking job. And then what I hate is it's not filled up. You can't run it. And then all of these, your favorite mug to drink coffee, it's like held hostage for like three fucking days in there until the whole thing is filled up. Or they just run it half full. You're wasting fucking water. Just wash them. Just do the fucking job. Do it once and do it right. Don't half-ass it, then stick it in there for three days, and then it kind of does it. And then I get, I get. Let me just fucking go like that, and I can put my fucking Fruit Loops in here. It's just like, just fucking, just, just do the job. Just do the job. Just do the fucking job. Do your job, Bill Belichick. Right there, you go. Do your fucking job. How do you think the Patriots are going to be this year? Uh, you know, we had a great run. 20 fucking years. I think, you yeah, know, I'm, that's I'm cool. Time. I'm actually, yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay, and, and, and Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach since Paul Brown. Literally changed the fucking game. Okay? It is what it is. They can say whatever they want and all of that bullshit. And it fucking happened. And uh, and it was fun to watch. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to to seeing what Aaron Rodgers on the Jets is going to do to the Bills. Did the Bills miss their fucking window? Yeah. Because this is not Brett Favre going to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers has at least, at least three all-pro seasons in him, I think, if he has the right people around him. They got a great defense. Yes, yeah, He's going to come in there, and I think it, this foregone conclusion that it's the Bills' time and does Josh Allen and all these guys have enough 
to f- get to the Super Bowl and finally bring Buffalo that elusive Super oh my Bowl gosh. championship. Remember when we were kids? It's like Buffalo went four times in a row and lost yeah. every time. Um, yeah, I don't I, know. It just, it was, that was such a horrible thing to watch because most people lose in life and you just needed to see that if you keep knocking on the door, you yeah. win. And that, it was that, Marv that, Levy, that poor guy. He, he, he was just too nice. <laughs> no, but I remember watching. It was just brutal. Brutal. Well, also the Vikings, when we were kids, went uh, yeah. got very close. Well, they were also victim of steroids. I mean, the other. Yeah. I mean, like the Steelers were coming in just fucking. Yeah, and I think that was. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else? They were was a victim. I was talking about this the other day. The Patriots should have played him in Super Bowl Eleven, but we got a fucking shit call against the Raiders. And I just think the Patriots were a way better matchup for the Vikings than the Raiders. The Raiders were fucking lunatics. I mean, and the, the the game started, and it was either Sammy White or Ahmad Rashad. I forget who came across the middle, and one of those guys, Doctor Death or fucking uh, 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 Jack Tatum just fucking just laid the guy out like i was just and it was that was the end i mean i'm sort of romanticizing that one play but they just made that statement and it was just like uh you know and i'm not t- i said this i shouldn't say it this way because it sounds like i'm taking away the raiders championships because i fucking love those teams and i, I yeah. love all those guys in the yeah. but um yeah we got fucking hosed on that f- call uh, essentially when the game was over and then but then they also delivered you know after they got the the penalty and uh, I just think that the Vikings pr- I think they would have beat us it is I mean the Vikings I feel like even when Favre was there they were like they're gonna go this year and it just I mean they also they, that, year they, were, they went, that year they were 15 and one with Randall Cunningham I mean, and they, Randy Moss right oh and they were one, one of the most exci- my favorite thing with Randy Moss is a second he would be like a yard and a half into his pattern. He would just go like he already knew he had the guy beat. He'd just go like this, <laughs> and it didn't even look like he was running. Randy Moss, like, yeah, you know, there's an argument where they were, you know, Jerry. Rice, I think Jerry Rice was the ultimate combination of talent, discipline, running the pattern, blah 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 blah. blah. But it's just as far as like, you know, you want to talk about a guy just freestyling, like beyond the game, Lawrence Taylor level changing the position is without a doubt Randy Moss. Like Randy Moss, if somebody would sit across me and say, I think Randy's better than um than Jerry Rice, I mean I wouldn't argue. It's like I mean that's it's, it's it's different eras, right? You know, so it's but it's also like But they were the close sh- enough. He kinda ended and then he came in. It wasn't like he played thirty years after him, but like and just what the fuck? They lost to the Falcons? Who loses to the Falcons? The 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 uh, the NFL, the drama like, that's where I'm so excited. It's like, so like, you know, like the, there are these storylines of Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and their defense. And, 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 you know, like even when the Rams were kind of, it was a stacked deck at the beginning of that season when they won the Super Bowl. There was kind of like, but sometimes the chemistry doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like there were so many years where like the Chiefs were... Uh, Schottenheimer, like they were 15 and one and they couldn't make it yeah. through the playoffs. So there is so much drama. And then there's the, because ch- like even the Belichick thing and the Belichick and the Brady thing, like who was more important to the, the, the empire and uh, just it's, it's every year. Yeah, and but so they like, never asked that question. That is like, so the question of sports writers who they have no imagination. They don't want to keep writing the same story that they're winning. So then they try to like 
they try to rip it down. They build it up and then they rip it down and then they go, were we fair to the Patriots? That's their final thing. Like they do yeah. that with fucking everything. They build it up, they rip it down and then they... Because that's our soap opera. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what they that's do. What, that's what football fans love. They but love the that. NFL, what I love, and I love this season of the NBA with the Nuggets yeah. coming out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Is like, you got, I, I feel like if sports fans are going to invest this amount of money and this amount of, of motion in, that they, their team should have a shot. Like when Kobe gets drafted to the fucking Hornets, the league should have been like, no, you're fucking playing there. And All then right. they should have enjoyed his talents rather than be like, I'm not fucking playing there. I'm going to go to the fucking team that always wins. Like, that's a terrible message well, that's, to send to the people of Charlotte. Uh, it's Manning just like, did with uh, San Diego, right? He was drafted by the Chargers. Elway did it with the Colts. Yeah, yeah I think that that is a... Uh, but I will say this. I kind of understand it in football, especially as a quarterback. Because one of the worst things... You know, to be is a highly touted quarterback in an NFL draft because you're going to go to the worst team with no offensive line. And if you don't have uh, a head coach and a GM and an owner in place that is going to, you know, like look at what happened to Aikman. He got the shit kicked out of him the first couple of years, and Jimmy Johnson came in and then had like all those 300 pounders in front yeah. of him, and he was able to perform at the level that he could perform at. But the level of the beating that that guy took in the beginning is just like, um, you know, I think some of that had to do with probably Archie, his dad, who played for the fucking Saints, was just like, I can't watch my own kid. No, you're not going there. Go to the Chargers during this time where the Chargers are. Um, the mental grit that, like, these, I mean, all those players, but, like, that quarterbacks, because we don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some people know more than others, but, like, we don't know what, uh, you know, like, Joe Burrow like his, we can see the accomplishment he's made in Cincinnati, but like, mm -hmm. we don't know where he, you know, how much, uh, you know, even when Brady went down to Tampa, where he was like, uh, "This is here, this is here," you know, like there is some kind of, you know, when we get into a theater to do a show, we're like, they're like, "Yeah, the lights don't go down." You're like, "No, turn them off, turn mm -hmm. them off, all mm -hmm. of them off," and the, you know. And now I'm comparing myself to Brady. But like I was totally on board. But like the whole thing is this, but we don't really know that like that mental grit and some of it is impossible because there are these great quarterbacks. Remember there was a quarterback that went to University of Texas and he was playing for for the Titans and he was pretty good and then he just exploded. Oh, uh uh Vince Young. Yeah. Texas and Longhorns. Like that that mental grit or toughness that that's where I'm impressed by Burrow and that's actually I think the Vince Young thing was he it was almost like George Foreman George Foreman said when Ali knocked him down he said I could have got up I just never been down before and I didn't know how to do it and I think that there was with Vince Young I think what it was was they pulled him out of a game and that had never happened Oh, wow and he didn't know how to deal with it or whatever but I mean that fucking guy though but I mean Despite the ending of that guy's career, like that guy was a fucking great quarterback and a winner, and that that you know that Rose Bowl performance and everything, I think yeah. you know, if people just judge him by that, like that's one of those things where uh, I feel like when the the internet, the the uh, the haters, the haters come in and they love to see somebody that was you know. Oh my gosh, so, you know we've all clicked on that like thirty two draft bus. 
and you just click through and it's just like so you can see ads uh, but you're like oh yeah i remember that guy yeah, yeah but you know what i always i always see myself in that <laughs> like when i watch ryan leaf have the meltdown i just like i've done that in a cvs <laughs> yeah no <laughs> why can't I, you just tell me what fucking oh. aisle it's in well, by the way, I also feel uh, incredible empathy because there's also something about these guys touching the sun. So like, and, and hear me out here. So like, there is something about like the success we've had and y you know, it's, but like, I've never, maybe you've been on the cover of Rolling Stone. I've never been on the cover of Rolling Stone. Like I used to always think that I wanted that, but like, there's part of the and I'm talking about this level of success where they touch the sun. <laughs> you doing your sexy layout? <laughs> Me on the cover of Rolling you, you and a, would and never. A, and a giant Rolling Stone seniors like this with your fucking legs crossed behind you. Rolling Stone senior maybe, but no. But like, <laughs> like the Letterman, John Stewart, Chappelle, um, uh, Colbert. Like I think that level of where you touch the sun. I think that's really hard to 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 go to keep some sense of normal. So like so like Johnny Manziel, it's like he obviously had problems, but he touched the sun, and so then it's like you might as well be Mariah Carey when you throw like when we throw a fit in the CVS, people are like, oh that that guy's a comedian, he's spazzing out, or you know he's like, doing a bit, you know what I mean? But like when Mariah Carey loses her shit. She's so fucking famous that people are like, either they ascribe it as she's a diva or she's having a meltdown. But am I making sense about the people that, like, if you get so famous, I think you get addicted to that level of fame. That's where I think that people, like, we, you know, stand-up comedians have, uh, you know, we, we have creative fulfillment on our terms. It's, you know, people have to show up, but, like, even if like half as many people went to our shows next year as went this year, we'd still get that fulfillment. But if people, what I'm saying is if you were as, <laughs> am I making sense? I think you've been out in that garden a little too long with the fucking, so I didn't know where you're going. We were talking football and you're like, you know, fucking Mariah Carey. No, well, I'm talking and, about quarterbacks, and, and, like quarterbacks. Right, let's like, get back to the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks that like, you know, Jay Cutler, like, like people shit on him it's like he took a team to the super bowl he was you know but what are they going to do look at their own lives that critically that's what they they exist to for people to do that you know what? i live my I mean, life johnny Manziel. this won is what the i do Heisman i just Trophy. think every single yeah. day i am doing something with my kids that's what that is my day and i don't even think about any of this other shit i don't think about all of that stuff that you just thought about touching the sun and how do you handle this? And Mariah yeah. Carey, you know, and all that. I don't think about any of it. No, no. Well, I mean, I think there's a maturity where you are not. And well, we also know people that like were so super ambitious. You could actually feel them climbing up your back using you. I'm not saying that we were. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like. No, I have no idea what that is. You, you know I'm, what I'm joking. Talking. Okay. It's like, you know what I do love? I will yeah. say this. This is, this, is, this is some locker room shit here, and I'm not going to name yeah. any names, but you know what, it, what fucking is fucking hilarious to me? And one of my favorite things about being in this business is knowing who's actually fucking crazy and who isn't. And what's funny is they don't know. So when somebody is going on and on and on and on, what's funny is like when somebody's fucking crazy and you know they're crazy, if you're in the public eye, you don't jump into that. 
Yeah. You don't like tweet out, hey, just for the record, everybody, this person is out of their fucking minds. <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah. So, but then what happens is because nobody does it, people are listening to it like it's sanity, like it's sane. And you're just watching this fucking snowball going down the hill. And like that to me is like, uh, you know, aside of the fun of, of getting to do this oh, job is, is, is sitting there. The big reveal at the just, end where just, people were like, they were crazy. And we we're like, we are, we always knew that. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, yeah, that person is just out of their fun. But my thing is like when they're watching it, I don't know how they don't notice. You know what I mean? Like when they just, you know, I, like, uh, I don't want to give away no, anybody, yeah. but you know what I mean? You're just sitting there going oh, yeah. like, I mean, that is my pull up a fucking TV tray and let's, and you just get to watch this, it, the, the spigot is just turned on and they are just fucking, well, I don't know is, what. There is, I mean, Seinfeld also talks about this. It's like, you know, like the big thing of today. He's like, we'll see you in five years. You know what I mean? Like he's. You know, in five years, what? Because there is this great sifting that and He occurs. always says that. The comedy ecosystem. Yeah. Because I'm not just talking about comedians. I'm just talking about whatever. Anyone from a talking head on news, on a news program to a fucking whatever, somebody that acts or whatever. Like, there's just people that you just know, like, oh, that person's, oh, they're, they're out of their fucking mind and they... they they threw an assistant out of a moving car and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, all, it's going to be You know what exposed. we need to do in society? <laughs> yeah. TV and you're just going like, this is like the fun. This is the best show on TV that people don't even know is a show. Right. Um, that is one of my, uh, one of my, not saying that I am not, uh, you know, I actually talked about global warming on my last, on my last podcast. And yeah. while I was talking about my flight getting canceled again and just saying, fucking, I'm going to blow all my gig money on a on a on a private jet, which I didn't do, but I would have if it was available. Like I was having a fucking temper tantrum, so I'm literally going like, they're not even paying attention to global warming. Then I'm just yeah. like, burn up the sky with fucking leaded <laughs> gas just for me. You know, you know, it's I I think uh, in in my uh, new special plug plug is yes the, on Amazon on Amazon Dark Pale. I had uh, material about global warming, and I thought it was so. In, you know, like when you tour around with material. And you can feel the audience uh, kind of not. There's sometimes there's accepting of a premise, and then sometimes there's people in the audience that are like, "Well, I don't agree with that fact, but I, I like know. you. I'll go along with you." Do you know what I mean? And you know, having I have material on global warming a little bit, and and there is part of me that's like, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just no. But you but, ha you have to perform from that place. But like, but the but the interesting thing is like when you get a sense from people in the audience, where, you know, sometimes like I'll do material about religion and the audience, I'll get a sense from some people in the audience like, yeah, there's there's no God, and then there's some people in the audience like, okay, yeah, there is a God. You know, the the interesting thing is that like with global warming, there's. A lot of people that are like in in my audience or at my shows that I get a sense where they're saying, "All right, I don't believe in global warming, but I'll hear you out on these jokes," which I think is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's just nothing you can do. So it's, right. it, that is the fun of doing the road. Like I, uh, I got a bit that I've been doing lately talking about the clan and you can kind of tell how racist the area is <laughs> it's you know some places you go to are just like wow 
Yeah. And then you bring, you bring, but sometimes they're just like listening or whatever. But like, I think as long as you do what you, what you said, where you're just like, look, I don't fucking know. Yeah. This is what I think, but I, I don't ever want to be like, well, I also that, like that, this. that, you know, ramming the, the, oh the, yeah, the, these are facts. Yeah. These yeah. are facts because, uh, I'm the one with the microphone and therefore I know fucking right. everything or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think that. There is also, and I also want a diversity of opinion. I mean, that's, you know, with the country getting divided. I mean, at 4th of July, I had uh, at my house, Ted Alexandro, who is an Occupy Wall Street guy, and Tom Shalou, who literally works for Fox News. And they were there with their wives and their kids. And it was fun. And I missed that i mean some of it is comedians we are such an eclectic group of misfits but you like having that diversity of opinion yeah right well it was boring that's why i never understood like comedians remember for a while there was that badge of honor that you were walking the crowd (laughs) you went on stage and like three quarters of the crowd left and it's like well now the fun's over yeah the only people left are the ones that agree with you it's just like the fun is they don't agree with you, but you, you say just enough that it pisses them off, but not enough that makes them leave, so they actually hear you out. And you can entertain them with it. You can also... Uh, or annoy the shit out of them, and then it becomes like this fun thing. But once they get up and take their ball and go home... Well, that's which, also... Uh, which I have to tell you, though, is yeah. like the most childish fucking thing ever would be like, you know... I, I can see if you leave because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I always, yeah. yeah, this movie sucks. Let's get out of here. Or this person's fucking yeah. boring. But if it's just literally like you were laughing and everything was going good, and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever, I trash moved. women like I always do or whatever. And, and I got him a feminist. Like, I fucking, and you walk out. It's like, you're a, you're a baby. Yeah. No, it is. It should give you a rattle when you walk out the door. <laughs> no, no well, it's it something offend you. Well, I think some, some of that is... Uh, People want to, they want to feel empowered. And I guess they're leaving, they feel empowered, right? I actually, when I see people do that, I actually think like, wow, you are more sick in the head than I am. I'm so sick that I needed to get on a stage and have people say, yeah, we like you, you're cool. But you're fucking, like my ego never went to the point that I thought that if I got up and walked out, the rest of the room was going to follow me or they were going to care. Like, well, wow, it, what, what were we, like, that whole, like, I have, like, you know, like that, that white glove, like you slap them across the face and you've, you've uh, you know, somehow insulted their family crest with oh, your shit the, joke. By the way, I do, I mean, I do these very vanilla um, CBS Sunday commentaries and they're fun. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll write them in a half an hour, I'll have an idea, I'll go in and I'll record a couple. And they're really kind of... I do more of an orange sherbet. No, but like they're they're really kind of like I don't like summer. I don't, you know, like yeah. it's just a mini rant, right? And they're all done in jest and they're done for like 9:30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like after like they've interviewed Richard Marks, then I go on and I talk about like I complain about it's like an Andy Rooney type. Yeah. Thing. Right. There are people always, every Sunday on Twitter, furious, furious. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll have a thing, like one of my prefaces was like, 
I, you know, I respect people that don't have kids, but uh, men that, like Father's Day, it was the Father's Day I was Day just going to say that. Was, was that. That topic gets people going. And and because I did the whole thing of like, on Father's Day, it was like uh, men that don't have children, which is many comedians, right? Mm -hmm. Many of our friends. And I said, uh, you know, I, what, but what about them on Father's Day? What do we call them besides lucky, you know, <laughs> <laughs> relaxed? And then, I said, and then I said, you know, I, uh, I think, and, and some men choose to not be involved in a child. So I, I did it purposely to not alienate people. Some people struggle with getting pregnant and stuff like that. But some men, but you can choose to be involved in a child's life. So I say some men choose to not be involved in a child's life. And, and I respect that. But, you know, like Bill Maher, I don't think they should be considered adults. I think that, you know, like <laughs> that, was, that was the observation. And it's obviously done in jest, right? Because I am jealous, and I'm sure there's moments, as much as we love our kids, it's like, shit, I wish that, you know, because you can't watch Sunday football like you used to, probably. You want to have some interaction with your children, right? Or maybe you still I, do. Yeah, no, I love my kids. My kids, like, they're six and three, so it's yeah. like, I don't want to miss like a moment. You I, don't, I don't, I, miss a moment. I, don't, I don't have that, and it's also like, yeah, but I also like... Um, what fascinates me is people that have children that can't accept people that don't have children and are happy about it. And it's just like, do you realize what they did for society? The oh amount of people gosh. that don't want kids and get pressured into it, and now they're, they're raising this kid that they don't want. Yeah. The kid's going to sense that, and then when they grow up, they're going to have all these fucking issues, and everybody's going to have to deal with it. Like, if you don't want kids and you don't have it, that's fucking great. Yeah, there's too many people anyway, and if you don't, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. I think it's great, but I don't understand why people get all up in somebody else's decision. Like it's like they they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, but I I think that people that I I don't think that people with kids. I mean, granted, there might be a mild pressure of like, oh, we're so happy, and it's kind of like a cult like thing. But like, no, I don't come think on, you know, there, there's some fucking arrogant ass parents that just feel like, I mean, they're, they're borderline calling themselves astronauts because you have no idea what well, you people that don't have kids. You have fucking okay. like, like they were in fucking, you know, fighting in Iraq. I mean, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. All right. All right. All right. But okay. I also give it a think, blah, blah, I and think, it shuts up. I think they're jealous. I think that people with kids are Ooh, jealous. Oh, I wish I was Jim Gaffigan. I don't think no, so. I th no, I'm saying people. No, I think you are. I think people with, <laughs> I think people with kids are jealous of the people that don't have kids. I think the ones that don't want a kid. Yeah. I'm, I am not. I don't have any, I don't have a dog in the fight. I think you should do what the fuck you want to do, and everybody should leave alone. If somebody teases you about what you did or didn't, you should laugh That's it off. That's why you should run for president. Oh, I could run for president easy. You could easy. What would be? Uh, would you run? As I would say anybody who votes for me gets a free T-shirt, and that a would be a T-shirt. That would right? be a free T-shirt. That would be amazing. Breathable. Right, you know, a nice tea, know, right? A nice like a shapely a one, not a boxy one. No, one that you like, could is, sleep in. Would it be in? one of those like where men? It would kind of make it look like you you have, you, have uh, you don't have tits, but like you have pecs. Mm -hmm. And that I would just say we're gonna get down to business. Is gonna would be my thing. No more of this other stuff. We're getting down to brass tacks. Have you been called? Uh, been notified by yes. uh, by Trump to uh, interview Trump? Would you interview Trump? No, and I wouldn't interview a Democrat either. Yeah. I don't want to know those people. My right. job is to make fun of them. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I the same thing with an award show. Why the, why the fuck would you ever host an award show? Your job as a comic is to make fun of an award show. It's just... It's, why would you go there? I know. I mean, it's, I shouldn't say that. I mean, if that's something you want to do, because that is, that is a big... And I guess, some people be, are good at it. Some yeah, people there we are go. good We bought it back. Yeah. We bought it back. Yeah. We bought no, it back. but like, the whole thing is just like... I, I got to wrap right, this no, up. No, no, you go. You go. I have wrap to wrap up. this up. But, you yes. know, out of all the guests I've ever had that wore a coat in July, you were by far... I look the thinnest Head, than a you coat. You do. You do. Right? <laughs> Dude, you are effortless to talk about. To, uh, uh, talk with, I should say. Thanks. To talk about. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to shit on you the second you leave. <laughs> no, to, to talk to, man. You're just thanks. effortlessly funny, oh, and thanks. I've just been a fan of your stand-up since it. I first met you, and I'm just going to keep complimenting you because I know how uncomfortable That's this right. is for you. Right? I'm you know? just going to act like just you're a, talking just, about someone else. Just a farm boy that, you know, went mm. from bailing hay to standing up there. Right? Talking That's about the corn and the food he made with it. I love my garden. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I love my garden. Jim Gaffigan, everybody. It's called uh, Dark Pale. Yep. Dark Pale on Amazon. One of the best out there to do it. Check it out on Amazon. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a wonderful weekend, you cunts. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday. I don't know what fucking day it is. Was it July 20th? Is that what it's going to be? Is that what it's going to be, pal? Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's Sunday night, July 19th. When I'm doing this, I am in Ottawa. I'm in my hotel room. I am stone sober. They have Cuban cigars here. I have not smoked one. And I am sitting in bed right now with a plate full of raw vegetables that was supposed to come with hummus but came with ranch dressing instead. So I'm trying to avoid that so I can hum somehow make my goal of being down to a buck 80 this week, which I think I am. I think I am, but I don't have access to a fucking scale here. Uh, that's what it is. That's where I'm at. This is what boozing and eating pizza and beer and all this other fucking horse shit this is where it gets you. At some point, you got to pay the piper and sit here with a bunch of vegetables eating this fucking crap. Oh, I want to punch a rabbit right now. I don't even know why. It's not their fault. It's not their fault that I ate the way I ate. If I ate like a fucking rabbit, then, you know, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I was so excited like a minute ago. Now I'm just fucking, you know. I'm just, what's the point of living? <laughs> if you're not killing yourself slowly, what is the point of living? What is the point of living? Think about it. All the shit that, you know what? That's going to kill you someday. That's the best fucking time, right? Smoking, drinking, eating. Fucking some whore raw. No, sorry. I need to watch my mouth there because I'm in a nice hotel. I just don't want to disturb the people around us. So anyways, this is just one of these deals. This sucks right now. But in the morning, I'm, I'm going to be psyched. You know? Oh, I wanted a burger. Oh, old Billy fucking pasty flabby tits wanted a burger. No burger for you. There will be no burger for you. I'm not going to eat or drink the entire podcast, but I just had some celery, right? Which celery, I think, this chemical makeup is like air and water, as far as I know, with some green dye number five. But I got one of those celery hairs in the back of my throat right now. 
Oh, you fucking veggie cunts. How do you guys do it? You know, like a true vegetarian. Well, they don't sit around eating this shit. They actually have better meals. Um, you know, I love when you meet like a fat vegetarian. It's just like you're fucking yourself over on two levels right now. You know what I mean? It's like you're not eating meat and that sucks. And then you're not even eating good food. You're just sitting there eating like Doritos. It's actually good. Don't tell them, you know, there's too many fucking people. Let them die. That's what I say. Is that what you say? Oh, that's what I say on my podcast. That's what I say. Let the fat vegetarians who don't know how to eat right, let them die. I implore the next leader of our great nation of the United States of of America, of the Americas of America. Please just let them die. Okay, I don't mean people with diseases. Let's try to help that shit. But if you just shove and sh- well, wait a minute. Maybe that's how you got the disease because you kept shoving shit down your fucking throat. Let him die. That's what if I was running for president, that would be my campaign uh, message. And I would I would contact Hootie and the Blowfish and I would get to ask him if I could have the rights to uh, let her cry. And I would just uh, I would just have it. Let, let him die instead. And I, I contact the black dude whose name is not Hootie. Was it Frank Gifford? I don't know what his fucking name is. Why do I think Frank Gifford? Dustin something or other? Uh, what is his fucking name? I have it. Darius Rucker. Right? I didn't go, and if they're eating fucking shit, let them die. <laughs> oh, let them die. He did a lot of fucking whining there. Oh, he. What a fucking genius that guy was. He saw the writing on the wall, and he was just like, you know what? We made our money. I'm fucking out. And I'm African-American, and I am going, I am steering my creative ship into the overt heart of white racism, and I'm going to put out a country album, and goddamn it, I'm going to be successful. And he did it. The fucking guy did it. They did, the white version of that is if you played a ukulele in one of those fucking, you know, those those bands where chicks with dirty feet sit there and watch them after they take off their boots and you fucking you just put out like a, a, a rap album and crushed it you know and all you did was said it like he just he put on like a trucker cap like that was his big thing so you'd still dress the way you dress and you just put on like a do-rag or something you know and you went from singing about the Appalachian Trail to rapping about I don't know what the, what would you rap about how dope your ukulele is. <laughs> you get your face airbrushed on the back of it, you know, and just come out. You know, I want to see somebody do that. Go down one of those eight-mile open mics, and I want you to come down with a custom ukulele, a do-rag, white as hell. You got to be, I, I was going to say at least as white as me, but I mean, at that point, then you're going into albinos. Boy, you got to be super white. I want to see you go down. Just see how long you can fucking last. What's, all they're going to do is boo. Come on, man. You can take a good boo and right? Go down there and fucking have one of your buddies airbrush yourself in the I'm the shit pose and just come walking out with your do-rag and your fucking ukulele and just have it flipped over so they can see your face and just have a dead serious look on your face like you are about to blow everybody's fucking minds. And then rap over the ukulele and just see how long you can go. Why not? Why the fuck not? Oh, I'm babbling. I'm babbling in Ottawa. Is that a Meg Ryan movie? 
Is Tom Hanks, is he lonely? Is he going to come up and bang her out there on the canal? They never show the banging in those Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movies. That's why they never rank true for me. It's like, I get it. You're finding love and all that. But at some point, you two got to fuck. And I'm not seeing it. So I'm calling bullshit. You know? Mm, more vegetables. Oh, yeah. Keep them coming. I call bullshit. I don't think, I don't think that Sleepless in Seattle story ever happened. You know, why am I eating vegetables on a fucking podcast? Do you know a lot of the train conductors, they eat while they do the announcements. That's why you can't hear them. They just shove a bunch of food in their mouth like this. And I like, yeah, next fucking stop is going to be ruggled. Ugh, is there anything worse than a fucking tomato? Maybe they're in season up here. I don't fucking know. Jesus Christ. Fucking tomatoes, man. Unless you pull them out of your yard. What are you getting? All right. No more reading. If you've got to eat, take it away from the microphone. If you're still listening to this, I want you to call Suicide Hotline. <laughs> oh, fuck am I sober and awake. Jesus Christ. You know what? You, first of all, I had, I had, oh, I'm sorry, I had a rough one coming in here. Um, I left LAX. Oh, my God. I went down to LAX to get on Air Canada. We have a leaf on the tail that represents what our nation's about. Throw in some syrup and some mild racism and a couple of terrorists trying to cross the border. We play hockey and that ice shuffleboard that I can't remember the name of. Who's our president? No one fucking cares. Keep heading north and you'll meet Santa Claus. Or get mauled by a fucking polar bear that fucked a grizzly bear. Right? That's everything I know about Canada. Next, you have polar bears and grizzly bears that have fucked at this point. Like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan never did in Sleepless in Seattle. And they had a, uh, they had a, a gola bear or a, 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 a fucking uh, pizzy. Pizzly bear. Yeah, you got to go gola. Gola or pizzy. That's a bad one. That kid's going to get that little cub's going to get the shit kicked out of him at school. All right. Hey, you're fucking different, man. Right. Um, anyways, what am I talking about? So I went to fly in, right, or ride in. Pilot flies. I just sit in the back riding in, and uh, we got out onto the tarmac. That's a word you never want to hear during your flight. The second they use the word tarmac, you're going to be delayed at least two hours. Um, as you may have noticed, the pilot has pulled over onto the tarmac. We're going to be sitting. We're going to be shutting the engines down here on the tarmac. I don't even know what the fucking tarmac is. I have no idea what the fuck it is. All I know is that means you're going to sit there for two hours. But um, there was all this crazy, what this crazy fucking weather. All this thunder and lightning and all that shit. So I'm like, absolutely. Pull over to the side. I'd rather sit here. So um, I sat there and I don't even know what the fuck I did. But basically, I was supposed to connect through Toronto to get here to Ottawa. 
and I missed that connection. And, and uh, I was supposed to be in Ottawa by 8 o'clock, and I missed my connection so bad that where they hooked me up on the flight, the next flight, I left at 10.35 out of Toronto. Um, so it was brutal, but I didn't die, so it's fine. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, as long as it was, I still went from L.A. to Toronto to Ottawa in one day, which was impossible up until a couple of decades ago, right? In the 70s, you couldn't do that. They, they had to pull over and stop, you know, fight off some uh, indigenous people as they tried to refuel in some godforsaken place. Like nonstop flights from L.A. to Toronto, I don't think that started until the early 90s. As far as my Wikipedia page says, obviously I know that. When was the last time that you, when did they first being able to go from like New York to L.A. without stopping? Well, I don't know, Bill. Why don't you look it up? I guess I don't give a fuck. I'm just talking. I'm filling up fucking time. I'm filling up your little ride to work right now, huh? How's your car doing? Is it sputtering along? Is it running good? What is it doing? Why did you buy that car? Um, so anyways, on the flight out there. I watched uh, the Maltese Falcon. Whenever they have that on there, I love Humphrey Bogart. And if you're a, a big Frank Sinatra fan, Frank was a huge fan of Humphrey Bogart. And when you watch Humphrey Bogart, you see a lot of uh, elements of his swagger uh, in S- Sinatra's style. And I have to tell you right now, if you're trying to quit smoking and drinking, do not repeat. Do not watch the Maltese Falcon. Do not watch that movie. Humphrey Bogart makes smoking and drinking look like the greatest thing ever. And before you like, oh, did you know that guy died of fucking lung cancer? I know. He smoked camels unfiltered like a fucking chimney. Do you know what else he did? He became one of the biggest stars Hollywood has ever known. And he fucking was, he hooked up with, uh, what was it, Bogey and Bacall, Lauren Bacall, when she was like 19. She was like, that is a fucking stellar human being. He was in his 40s. And they were fucking inseparable. They loved each other. And he never wanted to go out. She was, there's two couples that I fucking, uh, that I love. Bogey and Bacall and uh, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. They somehow, they fucking made it. Now, obviously, Bogart died, so that really helps the marriage. But fucking Newman and Woodward fucking made it. Um, but anyways, this fucking guy is just rolling his own cigarettes, which wasn't bad. But at one point in the movie, when he sits down with the fat man there, he hand, he hands him a fucking torpedo cigar. And if you look at the master, the master shot, which is basically, uh, how do I describe it? Jesus Christ, I've been in a couple movies. I should know this. The master shot is like whatever the scene is, that's the wide shot where you see the where they are, everybody that's basically in the shot. That is the master shot. They usually shoot that first. And then they go, all right, coming around to your point of view, his point of view. We're going to do a two-shot. We'll do a three-quarter. We'll do a fucking close-up and all. It's all up to the director. But the master shot, if you look at the other shots, they're not smoking. But in the master shot, they're actually smoking cigars while acting and making one of the great movies of all fucking time. It's one of the, I just, that's all I think of when I see that. I want an acting gig where I just get to, on the master, I get to smoke a fucking great cigar. That's what that, I mean, I don't know. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. And I think one of the most underrated actors of all time, even though he's a considered legend, I think he's one of the best actors of all time. Is uh, I hope I say his name right. Peter Lawford. I think is awesome. And, and the guy who plays the fat man. And I should know all these people's names. He's fucking amazing. Just the sound of his voice, the way he plays it. 
the way he's just such an even-keeled, emotional person with everybody else's kind of erratic. And uh, it's a fucking awesome movie. But if you stop smoking and drinking, I mean, it's fucking brutal. That's back in the day. Can you imagine back in the day, like, if you just walked in to get car insurance and the guy's sitting across, hey, you want a drink? Yeah, let's fuck. <laughs> let's fucking do it. The guy just gives you a shot. There's no drinking and driving. There's no laws against it. There's no breathalyzer. There's nothing. There's no airbags. Fucking water's fine. The fucking food hasn't been genetically altered. You just walk in places and, hey, you want something to smoke? You want, you want smoking a drink? Back then, you weren't an addict. You were just considered an adult. If you couldn't get your shit together, hey, he's a drunk. He's the town drunk. He's a fucking wino. Get your shit together. Right now, everybody's a fucking addict and it isn't their fault. I don't know. I, I guess I understand that um, with drugs. I certainly understand that with drugs and alcohol. I've lost some friends to that shit. But I got to say, with the food stuff, you know, I don't, I don't know about that one. It's just kind of like, just eat a salad. My oversimplify. it really is. I guess that's saying to an alcoholic, just don't drink. But you really just got to, like, I'm trying to say this in an empowering way. Like tonight, I wanted a burger. I wanted the fucking ribs. I wanted all of that shit. And I ju- you just got to get past that dumb thought and think, like, do I really want to have to, do, do I like going to the gym? No. Do I want to go on the elliptical for the rest of my life? No. Just throw a couple of celery sticks down your fucking pie hole, and then that, that craving will be, like, right now, I'm not even thinking about a steak. All I'm thinking right now is how awful vegetables taste. <laughs> but you know what? I'll be fine. What, look at my options. Cauliflower. If I was a vegetable, I'd be cauliflower. Isn't that sad? Like the ugliest vegetable there is. I had a green one the other day. You know something? If I wasn't so stoic, I'd start fucking crying right now. Just the last couple of days of eating has been fucking brutal. However, um, that's not what I came here to talk about, everybody. I came here to talk about um, how I was in Ottawa tonight. And it's hilarious. My agent goes to me. He goes, hey, before you do the Montreal Comedy Festival on Monday, there's this gig, um, this blues festival in Ottawa. Deep Purple's going to be there, yada, yada, all that type of shit. So I go, yeah, man, fuck it. I'll do that. When I was in Reno, there was a blues festival. All of a sudden, I don't know, about a week, it was like months ago, about a week out, I the fucking word comes in that... Uh, that it's actually, it's outside, and I'm going to be going on in between bands. I'm like, what the, f-? so I call out my agent. I was just like, dude, I'm not trying to be a diva here, but uh, didn't we already pay these dues? I thought I already, I already did these. I did these gigs to not have to do them again, right? He's like, no, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Saget did it last year. He had a great fucking time. And I'm like, this thing is outside. Yes, it's outside. I go on in between bands. Yes, you go on in between bands. And I'm like, and it's good? And he's like, yes, it's good. Trust me, it's good. Now, I assume most of you guys who listen to this are not stand-up comedians, but any stand-up comic who's listening to this right now is like going, either laughing or going, no, don't take the gig. So I fucking show up and, um, you know, Weird Al had, Yankovic had gone on like at like five in the afternoon when it was hot as shit. He's putting on all these fucking costumes and stuff. So he's laughing about it. And we're having the fun. And I'm standing there looking out in the crowd. And uh, 
Bachman Turner Overdrive's playing on the other side. It's one of those things where they got two stages going. When they finish, then I go up, and then the next band. So they're out there, and I'm just looking at a bunch. There's no chairs. It's the summer, so it's still fucking, you know, broad daylight, and it's fucking muggy as shit. You know, and Bachman, I guess Bachman's the only guy left, and he's on the other side of the fucking parking lot. I get up every morning from the alarm clock for to take the 815 to the city. And I'm just sitting there taking this all in, going, I am going to eat my fucking ball. I'm going to bomb. This is going to be a fucking nightmare. And Al's going, ah, they're good, they're good. And so, uh, anyways, they end up bringing me up. This radio guy brings me up. Fucking amazing voice. Listen to what I want to fuck. The guy sounds like amazing, right? Brings me up, and I come walking out there, and uh, the whole crowd cheered. And it was ended up being this fucking amazing show, and I was really kind of waiting for it to, uh, in the first eight minutes, I was waiting for it to go bad, and it was fucking amazing. And then I was outside, and I started thinking about Robin Williams, uh, all those shows he did performing for the troops. Those were outside. And uh, I don't know, in the middle of it, I got, like, about 10 minutes in, I got inspired to, like, really quit being a fucking baby about this thing. Because, um, you know, you get out there, you know, if you think somebody's coming at you, you want to start fucking lashing out at people before they get you and everything. And it uh, reminds me of this, this fame, there's this famous story about Robin Williams. Um, Joe Bartnick told me it. And, uh, you know, he was royalty, um, Robin Williams, in uh, San Francisco. So I guess there was some sort of concert that was supposed to happen, some huge band and everyone standing outside, you know, some giant fucking venue waiting to see this band. But it started raining and lightning and all this shit. So the band couldn't go on and everybody was getting upset. But I guess Robin Williams was in the crowd, was there for the show. And he just said, fuck it. And went on stage for like an hour or an hour and a half and just did a off the, you know, the top of his head comedy show fucking destroyed and in the end of his show the sun started coming out the crowd went fucking nuts and then he brought the band on and um i don't know he told me that so i was like that's one of the coolest fucking things ever you know somewhere in the middle of that i started thinking about this that that story but anyways i want to thank everybody from ottawa um and in, in, in and around ottawa who came out to the show you guys had no chairs you stood up for an hour i had a fucking great time and uh, while I was doing it, the sun was going down and the, the sky was amazing. I kept making fun of that. Like, I would be in the middle of a joke, right? Telling a joke, yeah, it's my fucking wife, blah, blah, blah. I go, oh, God, how great was that breeze? I was saying all this shit I'd never said in 23 years on stage. How great was that? How great is the breeze? Uh, look at those clouds. Somebody take a picture and show. That was, it was unreal. It was a phenomenal gig. And... To make it even even better was, uh, believe it or not, the uh, um, the company that we hired to animate F is for Family, which is coming out in December, is actually in Ottawa. So I went over there today and I met everybody and they were all cool as hell and young and they thought the show was fucking hilarious and it wasn't like anything they had ever seen. So and I and I met this. This one woman who was, I'm not, I'm not giving away any of the show, but was animating this really fucked up scene. And I was laughing that she got the scene just because of what the scene was about and her being a woman. And she said, and I was like, how did you end up getting this? She said, I actually requested it. I wanted 
to animate this scene. And I got to tell you guys, I don't talk any shit. I'm not a sh- Oh, who's kidding? No, I fuck around. But I like when I talk about my career, I don't talk about any shit. But I will just say this. I was very, very excited when I left those studio, that studio today. And I think, I think this show is going to be, I think this is the one as far as I found the right thing where I can be funny the way I'm funny and stand up and funny on the fucking podcast. I can be that kind of funny on TV. Um, so I don't even feel like I'm jinxing it. I'm one of those fucking old ladies. Like, don't say that. Then you're going to fucking jinx it. I think it's fucking, it's really coming out. Well, I'm trying to fucking not be too fucking excited, but, uh, just do me, do me a solid, you guys. When that fucking thing comes out, just watch it on Netflix. Just fucking watch it so we get good numbers because uh, and then if you like it, please tell some other people. I don't think I'm going to have to ask you to do that after you watch it. I'm, I'm just saying that right now. Oh, Billy's talking a little shit here. Talking a little bit of shit. Um, then that's all I fucking need, right? I do stand-up and then I do this fucking off-the-wall cartoon. I call it a day. Call it a day. Do a good five seasons of that, and then I fucking happy trails. I go by my fucking ranch in Alabama. I'll see you. Get the NHL package, the MLB package, the fucking, uh, the fucking, whatever the basketball one is. I'll get the college one, too. I'll get the fucking league pass, NFL pass, whatever the fuck it is. I'm getting all of those. All right? And then I'm getting me a case of fucking bear. That's it. I'm getting me a case of fucking beer. And then I'm going to fucking, I'm going to join the clan when I'm down there. And I'm going to see, I'm going to be like, see if I can like talk people out of it. <laughs> just show up to meetings and sort of nod as people are talking and just sort of be like that. You know what I mean? I'm just, they're not that bad. Come on. You know, just, look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And you know what's funny? That's what every group needs. Even if you have a good cause, you need somebody in there that does not share your point of view. Because if you don't, you go off the fucking rails. That's what the Klan needs. The Klan needs some members that don't hate black people. Just to fucking spin them back into reality. Wouldn't you think? Like these feminist groups. That's what the fuck they need. They need some fucking jerk-off guy like me in there. Just to fucking, you know... You can't you can't be in a group where everybody thinks the same way. You spin off down the fucking it's it's like when conspiracy theorists get together, our fucking eyebrows shoot up to the ceiling. Next thing you know, we're 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 talking about eh, this, everything was an inside job. You need somebody there to be like, guys, guys, guys. Do you realize how many people would have to be involved to pull that off? And everybody keeps their fucking mouth shut. And then you can be, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. We got a little out of hand there. We got a little out of hand. Maybe I'll drive by heckling clan meetings in the South. Just drive by. They're not that bad if you get to know some people. I wouldn't agree with that. I have experiences that aren't like that. You know, just freaking out. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's do some reads this week. Um Fucking DraftKings has been breaking my balls. Just breaking my fucking balls. I love DraftKings. I don't know what they're fucking... They don't like that I make a joke that they're a fucking gambling website. They don't like it. 
I keep getting the, like, I got a text. They, they said earlier this week, just, you know, we love the reads. Just don't say that we're a gambling website. Just say that we're, it's more of a skill-based thing. It's just like, what, what are you talking about? It's like, you're, you're gambling. You've combined uh, fantasy baseball or fantasy football with, with the Vegas sports book. We're all adults. I don't have a problem with it. Why can't you just be who you are, DraftKings? This is the fucking letter I got here. Where is it here? All right. Uh, okay, just just sent saying the advertising. Did you see the email regarding DraftKings? Please remind Bill, not capital N-O-T, to compare DraftKings to gambling. Well, I don't, I don't fucking get people that... First of all, gambling is legal. It's legal. What you're doing is fucking legal. Why are you ashamed? That's like saying, you know, we're not having sex. We're just seeing how our bodies fit together. Right? That's probably a bad example. I gamble. You know, the Pete Rose joke, not only is it funny, it, it fucking makes sense. So I'm going to continue to read it the way I always fucking read it. And, then, you know, if you don't like it, then I guess, you know, go to another podcast. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. This isn't like radio. I can't get fired from my own fucking show. Fucking skill-based thing. That's what kills me, that you're sitting there as fucking adults, and you can just sit there and say that lie. Unless you sat there in the meeting and you went like, listen, guys, this is just bad for business to say that this is a gambling website. So let's hope Bill is dumb enough to go along with it's more of a skill-based fucking thing. Well, I'm going to keep reading it the way I read it. What about the Howard Cosell thing that I do? You don't like that? If I don't make these things fucking entertaining, advertising people, people are just going to fucking fast-forward through them. Listen, if MeUndies can roll with sweaty balls and no sweaty clam, I think he can handle a Pete Rose joke. We're all adults here. We know what they are. It's more of a skill-based fucking thing. That's what they used to say on the football card when I was in high school. When they had when the, the bookie give you that. On the back it says not to be used for gambling. It's just a skill-based game. We all know what's going on. All right? There we go. That's like the two people at the office who are fucking and they think nobody knows. Everybody knows. All right? Just fucking drop your pants and go at it. 37 minutes in. I'll tell you, time flies when you're just stone sober eating vegetables at 10 fucking 52 at night. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. What am I? I'm a two weeks in. Two weeks in. It's just hard at night. If you notice, when I do the podcast in the morning or in the afternoon, I'm in a good fucking mood. This is when it's the hardest. You know? Your body's starting to shut down and the devil's starting to wake up. Like, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yo, Fresno, California, you know, fucking eat no vegetables. Um, all right. Let's, read, let's get to some of the reads here. Have I talked about everything I wanted to talk about here? The fuck else did I want to mention? Um, oh, 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 Jesus Christ, I almost forgot. Uh, one of the guys that basically taught me how to be a comedian unfortunately passed away at uh, 73 years of age. Bob Seibel uh, was laid to rest today, and I uh, just wanted to make sure that I took time to mention uh, what a fucking great guy he was, man. Just such a great guy. He was always cool to me when I started out. And just such a... Um, I mean, I didn't even know all this shit about him. I'm going to read this this link here when they talked about um, Bob Seibel. Uh, he started 
1979 that was the start of a 36-year career in stand-up comedy from a guy whom his good friend and fellow comedian Mike McDonald, who's another fucking hilarious comic, called a fantastic maniac. On stage, Bob made you laugh. Off stage, he was gen- he genuinely cared about people. And uh, this this is what I found amazing about this guy. And actually, I kind of related to it, where he was into a bunch of different shit. Um, let's see, where the fuck is it? Ah, oh, Christ, Bill, why don't you? You're giving a tribute to the guy, and you're going to fuck this whole thing up. Well, you know what? You're going to have to deal with me reading out loud here. Uh, those who knew Cybell are aware that his life was lived in two distinct parts. With January 5th, 1977, serving as the, as the line of demarcation. I hope I said that right. That's the day he gave up drinking. Driving into an occupied parked car on Market Street was the final straw. And while his post-drinking life was not much longer in years, 38 versus 35, he was determined to live every day like, it was, like he was trying to make up for lost time. Uh, they say that basically the guy in the Dos Equis commercial, the most interesting man in the world, doesn't have anything on Bob Seibel. Now, I know what you're thinking. What the fuck does that mean? Here you go. Where do you start? Seibel ran more than 30 marathons. This is a monster headline comic. He also ran more than 30 marathons, including the Boston Marathon, 17 times. He was a certified scuba diver who dived. You know, he did cruises. He did. He fucking dove all over the world. An artist, a musician, an airplane pilot. He hiked the Appalachian Trail several times, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. He went on transatlantic cruises, uh, though not in the traditional manner. He would travel on cargo and steamships and was often the only one on the ship not working. It was his economical way to see the world. Uh, that was far from the only traveling he did. In the last 11 years since he and his loving companion reconnected, they dated in high school and lost touch for 44 years. The pair traveled to China, Italy, Morocco, Greece, Turkey, Ukraine, France, Spain, England, Ireland, Iceland, the Bahamas, and Canada. Let me tell you something, dude. That's the way to be a fucking comedian is once you're a headlining comic and you're telling fucking jokes and people are coming out to see you, why you would ever get yourself sucked into the industry when you can do all of this shit? How fucking amazing is that? He, he fucked around for the first 35 years of his life and was still able to do that. And I got to tell you, man, he was one of the greatest fucking guys. And uh, when I started out, I know I've mentioned this before, um, I started out in March of 1992, and the big 80s comedy boom was crashing hard. And there was a lot of guys that worked in the 80s. They, they basically, they had more, more rooms than actual bona fide comedians. So what happened was I came in during the trimming the fat years. So obviously I did not start off in the greatest rooms, and I ran into some of these bitter guys that were coming back down and had to get day jobs, and they were some of them were some of the worst fucking people you'd ever want to meet. I forgive them because they were fucking dealing with, you know, what they were going through. But some of them, I mean, I know guys that would be like, hey, you know, look at this, look at this. It's Wednesday night, you know, fucking three years ago. There'd be a line around the block. There's barely anybody here. And I had a guy one time say that to me and say, you know what, if I, if I was starting out now, nah, I'd quit, man. I'd get into something else. It was literally trying to discourage me. That's how desperate this person was. And, um... Cybell was not one of those guys, man. He was just a great guy, really was interested in, in who you were and what you did and all that, and uh, he lived a hell of a life. Uh, that's another great thing. I'll, I'll post the, the, uh, this 
article. Uh, one of the coolest things anybody could ever say about you, they said Bob Seibel's bucket list was empty. So um, I don't know. I, I definitely just wanted you guys to know who that guy was. He was a fucking great dude, man. All right. So anyways, let's get on to your questions here for the week. For the week, for the week, for the week. Where the hell do I go here? Sorry, I'm on my iPad. I'm on my mini iPad. It's like it's big, but it's small. You know what I mean? All right. Um, okay, once again, people, um, if you want to email me and ask me questions, the email is bill at the mmpodcast.com. Um, Boston posters are still on sale as of now. There's 175 left. I know I had a lot of problems with the website, but you know me with technology. Um, also, I'm supposed to remind you guys about BeTheMatch.org. BeTheMatch.org. It's a, the bone marrow registry. You give bone marrow, you can save somebody's life. Uh, we've had a few listeners that respond that joined the registry uh, at the B-Match and tweeted us at what a great experience it was. All right? There you go. That's, that's, that's good karma, too. Whatever horrific thing you do this weekend, you want to balance it out, you can go do that. All right, Galaxy Search. As I mentioned, I was looking for a Ford Galaxy. My wife is kind of making me being a little more smart about it, but uh, I already have one fucking old vehicle that I got to get fixed all the time. She's right. But, you know, maybe it needs a friend. Anyways, this guy said, Hey, Bill, if you want to search Craigslist nationwide for that Galaxy, try Search Tempest. So there you go. That's for you guys, whatever the fuck you're looking for. Uh, www.searchtempest.com. All right, here we go. Let's get to the questions for the week here. Um, new fan from Norway. J-U-P-P. Jup, that's right. New fan. It's possible. Great podcast, great shows. Well, thank you, sir or ma'am. Um, I've seen all your clips on YouTube in the last couple of days now. Summer holidays at the cabins, raining. So thank you. You saved it. Uh, pardon my English, but how's your new Norwegian, right? You know what? You got me there. You're way better than I am. I don't know anything other than talk, which means thank you. Um, so somebody could be like, hey, can I shoot you in the head? I'll be like, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Keep on doing whatever you're doing. It works. And when you come back, when are you coming back to Oslo? Uh, because I know you, I see you've been here. I've been there twice, my friend. Next time, call me. He gives the phone number and he goes, not gay. I love when guys do that, not gay. Like, what if you were? That they, like, I, like, Whatever move you made, I wouldn't. Hey, dude, I'm not gay. You're sorry, man. But, you know, I'm flattered. <laughs> then it would be over. Then we go cross country skiing or whatever. I can handle it if you're gay. No big deal. Uh, promise. He said, I promise. Uh, I, can, I can take you on a local, to a local soccer game. Anyways, best regards. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh, his name's Glenn. Named after Glenn Anderson. From the Gretzky line uh, from his Edmonton Oiler years. True. My uh, my dad's work. What? Valarega, Red Sox, Rangers, New York Giants, L. Beckham Jr. Will own 2015-16. You know what, dude? You went off the rails with your, your English. I don't know what happened there. But you know what? Most important thing, when am I going back over there? Uh, probably next year. Um, I think the last time I was there was the end of 2013, so I am more than overdue because I could go there right now and give you guys all brand new hours worth of jokes. So, uh, and I think this t this time when I go over there, I'm going to add some Eastern European countries, and uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Last time I went to Oslo, I met this fucking badass dude 
who was shredded, was this little guy who had the most sickest fucking beard. He just did not shave. And his beard went from just under his eyes down to, and met his chest hair. This guy was a fucking animal. And uh, he had just come back from Thailand where two months out of every year this guy goes over there and just f- gets taught by these masters and gets the shit kicked out of him and comes back here like a fucking... Comes back to Norway just absolutely shredded and even more of a deadly weapon than he was when he left. Um, those are the kinds of people that I like. Those are the kinds of people that you should meet because that's the kind of shit like you listen like, dude, you can do that? You can just leave where you live for two fucking months, go to the other side of the planet and fight for two months? And it's like, yeah, if you set your life up always working towards that, your life ends up going around that shit. So if you're young right now, you know, when you're sitting there, you're getting ready to get out of college and the whole cubicle life is scaring you, you can set it up however you want to set it up. Just start doing the shit that you want to do and then your life sort of builds around it. All right? So anyways, all right, weight loss challenge. Hey there, Freckles. Uh, I love the podcast and have been trying to get motivated to at least not be that fat. I'm from Wisconsin, so beer and cheese curds are like appetizers before more beer and meats with fried cheeses. Oh, God, dude. You know how hard that is to read right now? You know how fucking great that sounds? Oh, my God. I'd kill for any of that right now. Uh, He goes, I'm 5'9", 218 pounds. Big boy! Dude, you're you're like fourth and goal weight. (laughs) Give it to you. You'll get it in there, man. 59218, that's pretty fucking solid, my friend. And he said, I've always, I've always, how many fucking hoodies do you own? He goes, I've always been active and play sports. There you go. So there's muscle underneath there. You, you're going to fucking destroy somebody if you start playing rugby. Um, he said, I've always been active and play sports. After your last Monday morning podcast, I was asked by some coworker if I wanted to be their fourth in a relay marathon. Because of your recent fat motivation towards yourself and challenge, I am doing it. All right, good for you. Said this chubby John Stockton, Paps beer-loving bastard, has already ran 13 miles this week already and has cut down on the PBR, switching to PBR light. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks for the encouragement. All right, good for you. Yeah, dude. That's the one thing I have noticed since trying to lose weight is uh, runners are fucking... They're all fucking skinny. You don't see a lot of fat runners unless somebody's fat and they decided to run. Other than that, it just sort of melts off of you. My only thing is I don't know how their feet and knees can take it and their back and everything like that. Um, I got this weird thing where I can sort of run on a treadmill a little bit. But if I run outside, if I run on a sidewalk, like I'll go half a block and my knees are like, hey, 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 easy, easy. What are we doing here? What are we doing? All right. Get on the grass and start walking. So my biggest thing that I'm doing is I'm just changing the way I eat. Um, Who's kidding who? I'm taking a break from the way I eat. I'm always going to have steaks and shit like that. But uh, God damn it. Look at this. I have three pieces of cauliflower. I got like two carrots, three little those round fucking tomatoes and a couple pieces of broccoli. Is this nothing? I love broccoli if it's steamed, but if it's completely fucking raw, it is practically impossible to eat. And you know what's even harder is to eat it and actually do, you know, do a podcast. I bet this has never been done. 
Has anybody ever just taken a big fucking thing of cauliflower, shoved it in their mouth, and tried to read an email? On a podcast? Podcasting is so young. You know, I don't think it's been done. This is like eating a fucking raw broccoli with nothing on it. This is like, you know, that cinnamon challenge in like a vegetarian way. Here we go. This is so gross. Look at the top of broccoli. It's like, you know, those people with gross tongues, all those little bumps on the fucking tongues. It's just, this is fucking nasty. Ah! Oh, my God. I never ate an ironing board, but I think this is what it would fucking taste like. This isn't even food. This is the fucking grossest thing. Oh, my God. Oh, it's fucking horrible. Broccoli, two thumbs down. You know, broccoli's like part of a comedy team. Like, if they were in comedy, they'd have to be part of a team. There's no fucking way this thing could go on stage by itself and hold a crowd. Holy shit. Another thing, too, is it never fucking ends. You will chew broccoli for like four fucking hours. Oh, God. All right. Jesus Christ. Um, anyways. Why did I do this? I still have two fucking cheeks full of this shit. I look like a ball player in the fucking 70s and 80s. Instead of tobacco. It's broccoli. That'd be great if you joined a baseball team. And they're all putting my fucking dip in back in the day. And you're sticking like broccoli in there. Like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, it's a little broccoli. It's good fiber. It's good for your prostate. Keeps things moving. Is it good for your prostate? I don't know. It's not good for your mouth. I can tell you that. Ah! Chew it. Chew it. Chew it. I never make noises like this when I'm eating steak. That's all I'm saying. You know? You eat steak, you're like, oh, you fucking drop the fork. Unless it's a shit one. You know what I mean? Here's a, good, here's a good rule of thumb. If you walk into a steakhouse and they have steak sauce on the table, you turn around, you walk the fuck out. All right, a good steak does not need sauce. Fucking motherfucker, end it already. How long does this take? Come on. All right, there we go. You know what's funny? That man versus food, I never saw him eat broccoli. I know why. I know it sucked towards the end of the challenge, but he always enjoyed the beginning. All right, sorry about that, guys. That was a bad fucking idea. Holy shit. Oh, the only thing worse than that would be eating like a mouthful of hair. All right, badass Russian pilot. Oh, you guys got to see this video. You got to see this video. Um, I actually got her name. She's um, Her name is Svetlana. How great is that name? Svetlana. Uh, Kapanina. Svetlana Kapanina, right? Um, Dear Bill, the Red Buron. Oh, like the Red Baron. I get it. Ah, that's not bad. Since you're a pilot now, I thought you might find this video interesting. Even though I have my license, I do not consider myself. I, mean, I am a novice, dude. I'm still fucking learning here, obviously. Okay, the Russian pilot is considered uh, the pilot of the century. Um, oh, she's considered the pilot of the century, according to... RT News. She is one of the world's most honored aeronauts. Check out the video below. It's a cockpit view of her flying acrobatics around the Black Sea. Um, Look-wise, she is a Russian 7. 
But when you factor in her pilot skills, she becomes a perfect 10. Um, well, a Russian 7 is a fucking at least an 8.5 or a 9 anywhere else in the world. They're gorgeous. Um, seriously, though, this video shows that the Soviets were, were onto something when they used women as combat pilots in World War II. I didn't know that, by the way. The Germans didn't have a chance against the night witches. I got to look some shit up on that. I hope my internet came back. These fucking dickheads, I paid for it here. Let's see here. Night witches. I got to read about this. But watch the video. We'll post it. And um, the shit that this person is doing is like just the, the level of G's. Like, you ever see those guys like when they just auditioning to see if they can be a jet pilot? And, you know, they, they send them around that fucking whatever. It's like that, that carnival ride that you, you always go on, except it's way faster. And they end up, like, passing out and shit. How she doesn't pass out and um, and knows where the hell she's going. I actually got dizzy watching it. She's, she's fucking unbelievable. All right, Night Witches, everybody. Um, Night Witches is the English translation of um, some fucking German word that I can't fucking pronounce. A World War II German nickname um, for the female mil- uh, female military aviators of the 588th Night Bomber Regiment, known as the 46th Tom and Guy, blah, 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 blah. How come they haven't made a movie about this? Is it because it's the Russians in the Cold War? Jesus Christ. This has Meryl Streep written all over it. You know they wanted to do it, and instead they did a league of their own. Because the fucking wall hadn't come down in Germany yet. It's a fucking amazing, this is amazing, uh, it should be a movie. They, they must have made one already. The regiment flew harass, harassment bombing and precision bombing missions against the German military from 1942 to the end of the war. All right, this is creepy. How did the Germans know that it was a guy or a woman? You know what happened is they shot one down. They ran over to see if they were still alive, and if they were, they killed them, and then in the end, they realized it was a woman. How the fuck did they... I, I never understood that. How you got to know your enemy that well. Like, you knew, you knew that that was the... Like, when they're dropping bombs on you, you're sticking your head out. Yeah, it looks like the 588th Night Bomber Regiment. bitches. <laughs> All right, the Knight Regiment, all right, blah, 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 blah. They threw over 800 missions by the end of the war, and 23 having been awarded, 23 of them were awarded the Hero of the Soviet Union title. 30 of its members died in combat. Um, The regiment flew in wood and canvas biplanes. Oh, that's why. Ah, Jesus, they fucked them over. They didn't give them the nice planes. A 1928 design intended for use as training aircraft and for crop dusting. And to this day, the most produced biplane in, in all of aviation. Oh, my God. Dude, Joseph Style, he didn't give a fuck. He'd sacrifice 200,000 fucking of his own goddamn people to get another 100 yards. He didn't give a shit. And put the broads up in those old fucking planes. Do it. Or I'll fucking have you killed. It worked, all right. It worked. He beat their fucking asses. Couldn't beat the people in Finland, though, could he? I still have those fucking broccoli shit in my mouth. I'm going to read more about that, man. That's very interesting. Thank you for that email. All right, what are we up to? 58 minutes. All right, let's get in the last fucking thing here. Let's get the last fucking read in here. Um, All right. 
Girlfriend with too many guy friends. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still dealing with the broccoli here. Girlfriend with too many guy friends. Hey, old Dr. Bill. I'm a 21-year-old college student, and I started dating this girl at my school five months ago. Things seem to be going great, but unfortunately, we've been away from each other this summer because we're from different states. We talk almost every day, but there are some days when I never hear from her at all. I just see her posting different things she does with her friends on social media. I would have a problem with I wouldn't have a problem with it, except hang on a second. What the fuck? Broccoli. It's just never done. Um sorry. Guys, I, I promise I won't eat again on the podcast. It's really rude. I, I know, I know, it's horrible. Sorry. Um uh, we talk about blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have a problem with it except the majority of the time it's with a group of dudes. She's always hanging out with about five of her friends who are all guys, and then a handful of times there's other girls there. Every time I see her post something about them, I feel jealous and angry that she's spending all this time with other guys. Not only that, but her most recent post was on a boat with all these guys wearing wearing probably her most revealing bikini. I haven't met any of these guys, so I definitely don't trust any of them. And whenever she's with them and I text her, she takes hours to respond or even waits to the next day. I, I want to bring it up how I feel about that, but I don't want to make it feel like I'm telling her who she can and can't hang out with. So what do you think I should do? Bring it up um, that I don't like how she hangs out with other guys or just shut the fuck up and trust that she's not up to anything? Uh, it would be great to hear from Nia. Thanks, uh, what Nia thinks to get a female perspective, too. I wish she was here right now because uh, you're going to get my perspective. Um, anyway, sorry for the long email. Hopefully it didn't, I didn't use too many big words for you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, what do I think about that? Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, what would she think if you were fucking hanging out with like five other broads? And you were wearing a Speedo and you got didn't get back to her the next day. She'd probably think that you were fucking around, right? So I would just I would just say to us, hey, listen, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. But, uh, you know, when you post, you know, when you're hanging out, you seem to only be hanging out with other guys. You're on boats. You're wearing skimpy bikinis. It's it's making me feel uncomfortable here. All right. She's like, what are you, you know, Charlie? And just go, look, I'm just communicating that it, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, this is real difficult without you seeming like you're, you're fucking checking in on her and being like a jerk. But just just ask her. Just so let me ask you this. If, you know, if I, didn't, if I text you and I didn't get back, if you text me and I didn't get back to you for a whole full fucking 24 hours, all right? And then you see a picture on Facebook and I'm standing there with my ball bag all in a bunch, you know, all wadded up like a fucking packed parachute. (laughs) Hanging out with like five chicks on a boat. I mean, wouldn't you kind of be like, you know, dude, what the fuck? Just ask her, am I out of line here? Then also tell her too, and please tell me. You know, if you're not feeling it anymore and you want to hook up with other guys, just let me know early on. So, you know, the heartache is way less. Just let me know. All right? But, uh, I, dude, I don't think that it's weird that you're uncomfortable with that. That is fucking weird. Um, 
you know, hanging out with five guys in your most revealing fucking bikini. Give me a, you know what the fuck you're doing. No, those are just my guy friends. All right, now I'm getting annoyed. Huh? What are you, a fucking attention whore? What's, I'm going to say all the shit that you can't say to him. This is all the shit you're thinking, and you're totally justified to think of it. And don't listen to any fucking broads who tell you anything different, because if you were doing it, they give you the exact same fucking shit. All right, I got my footing on this one. All right? Just ask her. Just ask her what is, what's, you know, don't do it in the tone that I'm doing it. But you got you to ask her what the fuck's going on here. You know? Honey, with all due respect, I mean, you fucking, it looks like you're, you're in a sausage factory there. You know, wearing your little skimpy fucking outfit. What's going on? It'd be one thing if you were there with one of your girlfriends. And even then, I'm thinking a little five-on-two action, right? What's going on? I don't, I don't want to tell you, dude. That's, that's a fucked-up situation. Uh, it might be just how she likes. She might be one of those girls. I don't like other girls. I don't get along with other girls. She may be one of those fucking people. Well, really? You like hanging out with guys? Well, why don't you do it with some fucking clothes on? How about that, you know? How about this? Can we can we make a rule that, uh, you know, you got to put on some fucking clothes when you hang out with these guys? How about that? Because, you know, you're just going to get pissed and then you're going to start hanging out with some chicks and just to piss her off, you're going to start taking fucking pictures and not return her fucking text for a day. And you start doing that childish shit rather than just getting right to the fucking meat of the heart of the matter there, right? The meat of the matter. Look at this. That's how much instead of saying the heart, I said the meat. That's how much I'm fucking hating these vegetables. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um. Anyways, people, if you enjoy this podcast, all right, and you'd like to donate without having to donate, next time you're going to buy something on Amazon.com, go to BillBird.com, click on the merchandise page, click on the Amazon uh, fucking link, and it just takes you right there. And I get credit for driving traffic to their site. They kick me a little dough. It doesn't cost you any extra fucking money. If you don't want to do it, I completely understand. Um, So anyways, that is the podcast for this week. Um, I'm happy to be fucking stone sober and getting in shape, uh, but tonight was a bad one. I probably should have been more uplifting for people who are trying to do it. You're going to have these fucking nights, but I will tell you this. I'm going to finish this fucking plate of fucking broccoli and cauliflower and all that horse shit. And tomorrow morning, you know what? As much as this sucks, I'm going to feel like a million bucks and my stomach's going to be a little flatter, right? You got to be willing to sacrifice Oh, Jesus Christ. I, 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 you know what? I'm so fucking bummed out right now. I can't even fucking... Uh, I Actually, you know what's funny? Once the English people told me that bummed out means you got fucked in the ass. I, I can't even say that anymore. What, what, what's, what, what is the real word that I'm trying to say? I'm a little melancholy right now. I'm melancholy with the cauliflower. Um, anyways, sorry about that. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. As always, thanks for listening. And everybody in Ottawa that showed up, man, that, that was fucking cool as shit, man, to actually perform outside. I have a whole new um, perspective on it. It made me think of that cool fucking story Joe Bartnick told me about Robin Williams. And it actually, uh, I don't know, kind of reminded me like, hey, you know, you, you were put here to do this. So quit your fucking whining. You know, what's the matter? It's not a perfect situation, you fucking baby. Get out there and give them a goddamn show, and then you can have a great fucking time. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. So thank you to everybody in Ottawa. And uh, now it's on to Montreal, the Montreal Comedy Festival. And I'm doing three goddamn comedy jams, and I'm doing three stand-up uh, shows. Um, and uh, we're going to be up there with the lovely Nia, and we're going to be enjoying Montreal. I'm doing three songs, playing drums for three fucking songs. And uh, I was actually putting my putting pressure on myself for that, like fucking practicing and all that shit. And then I finally remembered, like, hey, isn't playing drums just something you do for fun, Bill? 
Why don't you work a little more on the stand-up act, okay, instead of the fucking... So whatever. So I, I'm probably going to fuck up... I know I'm going to fuck up the songs uh, in some way, shape, or form, but I'm going to have a good time. So uh, that is it. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week.